You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Hello everybody, this is Terry from Texas, and as I promised last week, we've got an interesting episode tonight that I'm recording. My special guest is none other than my better half, my wife Karen, who has a different view on some of the stories that I've told about the incidences that have happened in our homes since we've been married. So, Karen, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Karen. Karen and I have been married since August of 86. We've lived in the area that we live in now since 1987, around Thanksgiving. We've lived in two mobile homes. The first one was old when we got into it. It was kind of a spooky place because it was dark paneling and dark colors and kind of Western style. In 2001, we got a new trailer and we're, we've been living in it ever since. The thing is, when we lived in the old trailer, I did a lot of night security work, so I wasn't here. And since I'm not working anymore, I've been home a lot more at night. Even when I did work, I was home a lot more at night, and I was able to experience some of the things that she was telling me she had heard of in the other house. So I'm just going to let her start talking and just ask her one thing to start off with the story when you were younger. Well, the first story would be when we lived in Austin and I was very little. Uh, to my mother, pink is the best thing for little girls to have in their rooms. I'm not a fan of pink, but I can tolerate it. I'm more of a blue-purple girl. But I had these curtains on the wall when I first remember them when I was about five or six, and they had big, large roses on them. And to me, I could see faces in them. And in the middle of the night, it was just spooky if I woke up and I guess there was just enough light coming into the room to kind of shine on them and they were just freaky. It looked like they moved and there were things that seemed to move around it. I never really told anybody till much, much, much later uh, and maybe that's why I do not like pink. Um, but the story he was referring to was I was probably 17, 18, and we had gone down to Sunken Garden Theater. A concert venue here in San Antonio. For a Christian concert down there. I just remember that it had been hot that day. I had been with a, a group of friends earlier in the day, and then we had journeyed there together. I was walking up, and apparently I passed out. And I just remember hovering over my body and watching adults from my group there, from my church group, putting cold washcloths on my face and telling me everything was okay and just checking on me and making sure I was okay. And I just could see, I could hear what they were saying and I could see them, but that's just really all I remember. And then I was just tired 
for the rest of the evening. I enjoyed the concert, but I was just really, really tired um, the rest of the evening. And to my knowledge, it's never happened again like that. So it was just one of those freaky things. Okay, now I need to step in here and tell some things about Karen's past. She was born in Fort Worth, Texas when her father was in the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary up there. And to say that their family doesn't deal with paranormal situations is very much of an understatement. They've, they, they, don't, they just don't have that in their lives. So Karen, to have this feeling of seeing faces in her curtains, I can understand because in the house I grew up in, in Lexington, we had dark wood paneling in the hallway outside of our bedroom, and I could see there was like a knot in the paneling, and I could see a face of a seal in there. So pareidolia is, is one thing that we just all have in common. We see faces where faces don't exist. But Karen having this out-of-body experience, for lack of a better term, is very interesting because I'm the one that got shot. I'm the one that nearly died on the table, but I ain't been anywhere. So she's ahead of me in that game. But uh, Karen has lived in Fort Worth. She has lived in Homa, Louisiana. She's lived in San Marcos. She's lived in Austin, uh, lived in Alvin, lived here. She's been here since 1978. So she graduated school here in San Antonio. We met at the University of Mary Hardin Baylor in the fall of 1983. Started dating and got married in the summer of 1986. So to continue on with her story, we lived in an old mobile home that was, like I said, very Western themed. It was dark wood and it, it had Western pictures in it and Western motif stuff. And we did change it over the years, but like I said, I was working night shift on security much of the time. When I, de when I described this, my side of the story is that we would hear conversations in the house, we would hear things, but Karen has a little bit different take on it. So, while she's shaking her head at me. <laughs> um, but anyway, she, she experienced a lot more of that in the first trailer. And... It leads me to believe that because it happened in both houses, that it's not the pro it's not the buildings that are haunted; it's the property. We think that there may have been something occur on the property back around the turn of the 20th century, somewhere around in that area. So you've said you've heard the voices. Well, in the first trailer, as long as you were there, I didn't really experience anything. It was when you went off to camp for the week that I just had some freaky experiences while you were at Alto Frio at youth camp. I just had this feeling of almost dread. It, it was, I didn't sleep well um, at night and I don't know if it's because I really probably had not been alone for a whole night um, in the trailer, but I heard Yes, I heard voices, I heard footsteps, uh, I just had this feeling that there was something terribly, terribly wrong, and um, it just, I'd never experienced it, and I just assumed it was because you were gone, and here I was, alone for five days, by myself, 
um, and I had never, I don't guess we had ever been separated like that unless I was with my family or something. We had not been separated like that. My experiences have been more in this trailer, in the newer trailer, um, with the doors closing and um, yes, I hear voices. Even in the front bedroom, I hear people call out to me and um, sometimes I answer yes because I think it's you uh, and then I realize that that's not what it was. So. I don't have too many problems here, but your bathroom door closing on its own is a little freaky. Yeah, when we when we moved into this new trailer, Karen broke her ankle outside. She stepped on some red lava rock and it twisted her ankle and broke it in a very horrible fashion. She had to have surgery and she spent the first two or three weeks that we owned this trailer at her parents' house because it was a single level, no need for steps to get in and out of the house. She could get to the doctor easier. But when she got here and we started spending a little bit more time together because my jobs were winding down and I was staying home a little bit more, we started having some situations and I, I spoke to this one uh, situation that we had here in my bedroom, which is where we're recording this. And in the in the mobile home, you know, things are linear. Things are set out in a line. And my bedroom is here, and the master bathroom is straight through my bedroom from the kitchen. So it's a straight line on the doors. Well, the door of the bathroom, when it's fully open, rests against the toilet and will stay open because it's hung that way it's it's meant to stay open that way but i had noticed shadows in my bathroom that were just fleeting uh, nothing definite but karen and i were sitting here watching tv one night and you go ahead and take over the story we were watching tv and the door just slowly 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 closed but as the door closed, Terry made a comment, and I said, well, I guess they were just tired of listening to us. And, you know, it didn't really seem to freak me out a lot. It just it just was almost normal. That may sound weird, but there the door went, and I, and I just could see shadows walking across. I'm like, well, I guess they were tired of us. I was sitting there, and this door for no reason at all, just started swinging shut. And when it shut, it didn't bounce off the frame. It latched like someone had pushed it closed. And I thought to myself, well, this is where Karen loses it. And she just looked at the door and said, well, I guess they'd had enough. Uh, uh, he, uh, them who, or he who? Uh, well, the ghost. Oh, you know about the ghost? <laughs> And she proceeded to tell me about the things she had experienced in the other trailer and in this one up to the point. But we were sitting here watching TV again one night after just having supper. She was on one side of the walkway. I was on the other. And we heard footsteps come out of the bathroom. Is that right? Yes. And they just walked right past us into the kitchen and kept going. And we will hear conversations in the den which is between our bedrooms. Now, we love each other a lot, but she just don't like to sleep with me because I sleep with an apnea mask and sometimes it gets noisy. 
So she sleeps in the front bedroom, I sleep in the back bedroom. If we leave our doors open, we can see directly into each other's bedrooms. That's not a problem. But the den is right between us. And we can hear a man and a woman having a conversation. And to me, sometimes it sounds like it travels from one wall to the other very slowly, like they're walking and having a conversation. There have been times when I have heard music in the den. I heard something in there one night, and I said very simply, I've got enough DVDs in there. If they want to watch a DVD, I'm fine with that. And I just shut the door and let it go. But what are some of the other things you've experienced in the house here? That's pretty much it. You seem to have had um, <clears throat> more than I have, uh, especially when I wasn't here. I think you told that story about the shadows in the kitchen window um, when you were out in the, the pool and, and I was off in Pennsylvania vacationing a little bit with She friends. left me at home. Well, you had to work and I had the summer off, so I traveled with my friend and her two daughters. Um, so Now, on this trip, they went to Pennsylvania, but they stopped at the Gettysburg Battlefield. And Karen is videotaping one of the tour guides, uh, just a little handheld digital video camera. And what happened with the camera? It just went freaky. It went out of focus. It just, I couldn't figure out what in the world was going on. And I think it was at the, oh, what was that called? The Devil's Den? Devil's Den. It was at Devil's Den. And I was just filming, you know, looking at this because this is a very historic site in the Gettysburg battleground there and it just went out of focus and it did that for several minutes. It actually zoomed in on a copse of trees across the valley uh, probably three to four hundred yards behind the tour guide so the camera actually zooms in over his shoulder to these trees and it stays focused for a couple of minutes on those and then zooms back the way it was back to where the tour guide is standing here talking now you hear the tour guide the entire time and karen doesn't really move the camera that much but you kind of get the sense that she's thinking what in the world is going on because i had asked her i said if you get to go to gettysburg go to devil's den and see if you can find the texas soldier that people refer to and to be honest with you i'm wondering if maybe that texas soldier made an appearance at least in the spirit when Maybe. when that camera did that what else that's about all i can think of right now well people talk about having visitation dreams family members coming to them in dreams and you've said that your grandmother has been in some of your dreams now were they like regular dreams or were they like message dreams no i think they were just regular dreams <coughs> but in my subconscious, I'm thinking this can't be real because I know that she's been gone for quite a while now. And uh, I have a friend that, um, church friend that I knew in high school who passed away several years ago. And she has appeared in my dreams. Um, and I just, you know, I'm telling myself I know um, that Tammy has passed away, so this can't be real. But it all seems so real, and she's there, and, and I'm happy. Um, my grandfather, too, with this grandmother, they've, they've appeared 
in in my dreams and it always just leaves me feeling good because you know one day I hope to get to heaven and visit and hope that there are two of the first people that are standing there waiting for me because um, I will be so glad to see them very very much now in explanation of what Karen just said about our beliefs she and I are both Christians uh, we're of the Southern Baptist bloodline uh, like I said, her father is a is a ordained minister. I'm a licensed minister, which means I can marry and bury, but I can't make anybody else a preacher. But obviously, through our Christian beliefs, we don't have paranormal attachments in that belief system. We do believe in the afterlife. We totally believe in the afterlife because in our hearts we know the afterlife is there because we read it in the Bible constantly and our, our thoughts are that we're going to see the people we've lost again in due time and, and it's not that they need to come to us and tell us anything because theoretically they're not the ones that are telling us anyway we live our lives by the by the Bible by the words out of the Bible by the teachings of Jesus and and by the Word of God so our, our beliefs are pretty well set for the afterlife. We don't have to see things to believe in it. We know it's there. And that's one of our main core beliefs is that we know there's an afterlife. I will tell this. I have had one dream that even by the furthest stretch of the imagination could not be called a visitation dream, but it's the only thing I've got to go on. It references my siblings and myself now we lost a brother in 1973 he was the third in line out of six kids and whatever this dream was it was like we were at a meeting but yet we were waiting for him to show up and when he showed up we all gathered around you know hey how you doing how you been he was the same as he was when he died uh, same age same looks but our parents were not there. Now, I have told this before. My mother died when I was a year and a half old. My father remarried sometime later. And then he died in 72, and my stepmother died in 2005. So I would have had at least three parents show up at this thing, but none of them did. So I don't understand the significance because it was not like a message stream. So I just wonder what it may have been. Um, anybody have an interpretation? Maybe you can tell me, but it was it was something like a meeting leading up to a family reunion, and I don't understand it. So that's my story. Is there anything else you'd like to tell? We've got a little bit more time. No, I think you've about got me talked out today, which is very funny because you always accuse me of not being quiet and just talk, 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 talk. I'm glad this isn't a call-in show. I'd be in trouble. I know you people would call in and ask her questions about me, or me about her, and that would really get me in trouble. We have had some fairly odd experiences together, but nothing that we could really call ghostly, I don't believe. No. Just strange and unusual, and but I've just accepted it as part of my life and I don't worry about it I don't think I've ever really been worried about it 
as a child I just thought you know I was having bad dreams and these things and and um, my mother did not get rid of those curtains until about 19 well maybe close to 2001 they had moved from the house they were in it was in the extra bedroom and I think she either packed them away or threw them away because they were quite old and uh, I was very glad she got rid of those curtains I just never really liked them very much at all uh, just a note if you're hearing thumping noises in the background we have a cat running loose in the bedroom here and he's really happy to see us because we left him alone Friday and Saturday for the most part of the two days while we went on a trip and while we were on this trip we didn't have any strange occurrences everything went smoother than I thought it should but in a previous episode I talked about Johnny Horton the country singer we got to go over the bridge that replaced the the original bridge that he was killed on outside of Milano, Texas, Highway 79, because that leads over to Louisiana. So it was a little piece outside of Milano, more than I thought it was, and the bridge that they replaced it with was a much more modern design, not the uh, spiderweb work metal that you see on so many bridges. By the way, I want to tell some stories on Karen that really is telling on me because I was laying in bed just about asleep one night and I didn't hear the door. It may have been propped open for all I know. But all of a sudden there was a touch on my left thigh, on my left leg, lower leg rather, not the thigh. And it kind of moved up toward my knee. And because I didn't hear anything, I had no idea what was going on because I knew the cat was not in. And I nearly went up to the ceiling and hung there like the cats on the cartoons until I looked around and saw her standing there. She didn't say a word until I responded to her like that. And then just a couple of weeks ago, I had just turned off the lights. I had my my sleep mask on, the, the apnea mask. And I was I had my eyes closed and I was ready to go to sleep, but I was listening to an old radio program. And I realized that when I had my computer screen here on, I know how much light should be there. Well, there was all of a sudden this extra light in my eyes that weren't bothering, it wasn't bothering me, but it was just different because it was moving. And I thought, well, there we go. And I opened my eyes to see this little square of blue light moving around above me. And it turned like it was going to go away. And all of a sudden I realized there was a shape behind it because the brightness was out. And the brightness was then behind the shape. And there's this shape there which almost sent me through the bedroom wall into the outside, which would have been very interesting. And I realized it was my wife, Karen. And she was having a leg cramp, needed to come in and get some medicine from me, but... We have, we, we have scared each other in our lives. So we are our own paranormal team. Okay. Not the fact that we go hunting for it, but that we find it and do it, you know. Karen has supported my beliefs almost entirely. Uh, there are some things she looks at me crossways at. But she has supported my beliefs and supported me in this thing that I'm doing here with the podcast wholeheartedly. She's glad to help me on it, and 
I, I was really surprised when I asked her if she would help me and she would said she would do this show for us. I wanted y'all to meet her because she really is my bride, my sugar baby, honey baby, darling dear. And I, she told me never to call her sugar britches um, or honey bun. So I won't do that like I didn't just now. But uh, I wanted y'all to meet her and hear some of her side of it. We didn't go into great depth, but I don't think we need to because if she says pretty much what I said, then you kind of got an idea that it's confirmation or that something did go on weird here. I'm going to come to a close now with that. Say goodnight, Karen. Good night, Terry Bear. Well, that may be edited. We want to wish you all a good week. And I want to remind you, of course, that on Mondays, you can listen to Aaron with listener stories on Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. On Tuesdays, when he comes back in full time, Aaron Frail with Aaron's Horror Show. Me on Wednesdays with Terry's Mysterious Moments. And on Thursdays, occasionally, Patrick Sean Jones with The Sandman Lullaby. All of those are on the RPA app, which you can find on your app stores for Apple and for Android. Download the app. You get access immediately to those four shows. You don't have to go hunt for them on podcast catchers and things. And you'll be able to hear us straight, straight away rather than having to go through a process of getting to us. We'll see you next time, okay? Thanks a lot.